how's it going? Welcome to Screen Speak. It is the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast, and I really do sincerely appreciate each and every one of you that has decided to come by and give it a listen. If you haven't done so already, please, 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 please. If I say it 20 times fast, does that mean you actually do it? I don't know, but it's plug time. Follow Download episodes of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, which you're listening to it now, I'm going to presume that you are anyway, because that's why I'm doing plugs, because I hope you are. Please do one or both of those things. Again, that's follow and download episodes. If you want me to stop doing the plugs as much, it means you should do one of those things, because that would be helpful. Uh, You can also check out the podcast Instagram. That's right. There is an Instagram for this thing. It is at ScreenSpeak Podcast, so you pull up Instagram, you search for ScreenSpeak, you find it, and you hit the follow button on there. That way, when I post movie-related content, whether it is good or bad, I'll leave that up to you. You, the listener, can be like, ah, this is pretty cool. I like some of this stuff, or "Mm, I'm going to block this feed and never look at it again. I don't know. I leave that up to you. But anywho, that's it for all the, uh, if you want to call it the advertisement section of this episode, then yeah, that, that's what this is. But let, let, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Um, well, actually, you know, I lied. Before I do, I just want to always ask, make sure I'm taking the time to ask my listening audience, uh, how, how's it going? How are you doing? Uh, it is November 14th, 2021 be honest, this is being uploaded uh, a bit later in the day. I, I do typically try to have my Sunday episodes be uploaded first thing, uh, but life does not always tend to work out that way. So as long as I'm still consistent with uh, new episodes being uploaded every Friday and Sunday, I am still satisfied and hopefully you are too. But I, I am acknowledging that this is being uploaded a bit later in the day. Um, but I, I hope you're doing well. I hope that you had a, a decently productive weekend, or maybe not a productive weekend at all. Does, does every weekend need to be productive? I, I certainly don't think so. I think sometimes you can just sit on your ass or um, do something along those lines. I was thinking of another way to say that, but maybe there isn't a way to another way to say that, at least not one that I can think of off the top. But... Anyways, rather than me continue to ramble about that and how you're doing, um, well, I just hope you're doing well. That's my sincere thought on that idea uh, that I spouted, which that last sentence made no sense coming out of my mouth. So I'm going to go ahead and proceed as if I didn't say that. Um, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So on this episode, I'm actually going to be talking all about the movie Old. It is M. Night Shyamalan's uh, latest latest movie. This is definitely his latest movie. It came out in... <clears throat> excuse me. So Old came out in July 23rd of 2021. And the plot is something I'm going to read off the back of the 4K that I have. Because this is actually a movie I, I did decide to, to purchase. So here we go. Visionary filmmaker M. Night Shyamalan unveils a chilling... Uh, yeah, unveils a chilling, mysterious thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discover that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, dot, 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 reducing their lives, uh, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Now, a couple of things I want to say just generally speaking about the movie Old and the anticipation leading up to it, because I do think there are 
there is some anticipation that was leading up to it. And I have found that to be the case for several uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies. And this is what I mean by that. So for most people that are aware of M. Night Shyamalan or have, <clears throat> or have decided to you know, watch a lot of his movies over the years or if you've seen all of them, um, well, he got his start from The Sixth Sense, or at least that's the thing that made him big. And ever since The Sixth Sense, as a filmmaker, he seemed to develop a reputation for having um, very good uh, scares in his movies. Uh, some people would even classify him as a horror film director, um, though I never really thought that was the case with him. I thought that he was just more of a, a master to an extent of the thriller genre, which often gets confused with horror. Um, even though sometimes they can interweave between the two. Um, the two genres can interweave with each other. That's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> but, that said, ever since The Sixth Sense, it seems that he has this reputation for having twist endings. Um, his movies can sometimes be an event to to a certain extent for the right group of people. Um, but he has a he's built up a, a rather interesting following of, of fans over the years. And, and I would also say to that extent, he's also built up quite a bit of critics for his work, um, especially some of his more uh, some of the works in his later in the latter of his career so far have uh, not been great. Um, most of us that follow movies, we know which ones those are. I'll name them. The Happening, Lady in the Water. You could even argue The Village to some people. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender is probably the worst offense critically um, and commercially uh, there is also at, what is it After Earth is that the movie that Will Smith did with him and his son Jaden um, so he had a long string he had a long string of, uh, of not great movies I'll be honest I, I don't like most any of those movies except for The Village um, and then eventually he actually I felt like I felt like he got back on the right track once he released The Visit and then subsequently he made Split, Glass, questionable to some people. Um, and then I think we're at Old, though I think he may have directed some TV stuff um, between between some of that time frame. But that doesn't matter. I don't know why I decided to rattle off his entire filmography. But, but that said, um, his movies have a bit of a hype for it. And I just... I just remember um, when I saw the trailer for this first, I guess I, I was actually pretty excited. I, I saw the teaser for it. It was, I think it was just like a minute or so. And it was very cryptic, very mysterious. It didn't really give away much. It just showed people having uh, some crazy side effects on a beach and it all was happening in a day. And it just said old and it showed this. It was, it was very sinister. It's actually a pretty well done teaser trailer. But the reason I bring all this up is that I remember that I was hyped for it because I am still a fan of M. Night Shyamalan. Despite his stinkers, when he makes a really good movie, he, he makes a really good movie and it has a lasting effect. So I saw the premise of this and I thought, wow, this is this lends itself great to an M. Night Shyamalan movie, this premise. And I think if he does it right, it could be fascinating and it has great ideas and, and concepts that it's exploring. And if it's done correctly in a way that's going to get people um scared but also thinking at the same time about their or uh, about their own mortality there could really be something here but at least in my own social circles i found that this was not really the case 
a lot of people I, I had talked to in my own social circles, they almost kind of laughed at it. They're just like, that's the premise. Like, you know, just people getting old. Like, what's so scary about that? And I guess I, I scratched my head a little bit at that because I, I was taken from this trailer right away because I thought that the concept alone is so, I would say, original. I mean... M. Night Shyamalan typically writes from his own imagination. Most of his movies are, are originals. Um, this one being an exception, though, because he does draw inspiration off of the French... I think it's a French and Swiss graphic novel by the name Sandcastles. Um, I don't know if it says it on the 4K here, the authors. No, it doesn't. But if you're interested, look up Sandcastles. It is a graphic novel. Um, apparently, it was actually a gift that Shyamalan received from one or both of his daughters. Uh, and he was so taken with the the idea of it that he is like, I think I can really adapt this and turn it into something interesting. And so, and so anyways, I guess he took that idea and ran with it. But I found it puzzling that so many people in my own social circles were looking at this movie and, and kind of laughing at it, being like, oh, this is going to be dumb. This is going to be what, like, what a joke, you know, people aging, like how scary is that? It's so dumb. Um, I didn't really think that, and after seeing this movie, I still don't think that, though I can certainly admit to the to some of the shortcomings that this movie has, because I think this is going to be one of the first movies that I've talked about on the podcast that, while I do appreciate a lot of the different concepts and ideas and execution of some of those ideas, I do ultimately think that this movie does have some very fairly glaring failures um, if you want to look at it that way or just shortcomings that sort of pull the rug out from under its own feet making it not as effective as a movie as it could be but the reason I guess that I'm choosing to talk about it is because I did find enough of the concepts and execution of those concepts in this movie to be well done and something that left me thinking about it, actually, for, for some time afterwards. And again, this is despite this movie having, I would say, several shortcomings, which I will get into here in a moment. But, um, yeah, that said, I, I guess I'm just going to, before I get into all the, you know, all the details of, of this uh, this episode, I'll just say for the movie Old, it is, it's worth a watch, maybe even two, Um and this is a movie that I would describe as being frustratingly enjoyable. I think that's that's how I would put this. And and let's let's get into why that is uh, right now. So, first, I think I said this probably a couple times, but I do think the premise of old is actually quite brilliant. It is. It's almost like a like a bizarre Twilight Zone episode. Like if Rod Sterling were alive today, he would probably look at Shyamalan's work here and be like, "Wow, like this is this is a fascinating thing." That's my shitty Ron Sterling, uh, Rod Sterling impression. Actually, you know what? That's not good. I gotta I gotta do it justice, right? I can't just walk away from mentioning Rod Sterling and not try. So let's let's do let's do it. Let's Rod Sterling. See, I'm not even saying his name right. Rod Serling, and we're going to go with Twilight Zone intro words. Here we go. All right. Are you ready, ScreenSpeak listening audience, for my terrible impression of Rod Serling doing the Twilight Zone introduction? Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and of sound, but of mind. 
a journey into the wondrous land whose boundaries are that of, the, of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Okay, you... I think you understand that, and for all the Rod Ster... Uh, I keep saying Sterling, but for all the Rod Serling fans that I likely upset with my shitty impersonation, uh, I apologize, but I can't help but draw the comparison. But this said... Th this said... Nobody says that. That said... But that said, I found the premise of old fascinating. Think about it. If your life is comprised down to a single day, what like what like what would you do if you had one day to live your entire life? I mean, that I think that's the question that the movie is ultimately asking throughout the duration of it. It's making you ponder that as an audience. Like, what in the hell would you do if you only had one day to live? Um, and I think there's some messages that are uh, that are you know, woven in the movie, or at least leaving you think about of, uh, I'm trying to think, how do I say this? Basically living in the present, not thinking too much in the future or too much in the past, but being more in the here and now. And I think the movie does have some interesting things to say about that, but I'll get into more of the speculative side of these concepts here in, in a little bit. <clears throat> so it's got a, uh, I think it's got a brilliant premise. It's from M. Night Shyamalan, there's, so there's some intrigue there. But this movie also, I found, had a, a very good ensemble cast. And I really like ensemble casts, especially in um, a thriller or an isolated thriller type of movie. Um, so I'm going to run down just some of my uh, standouts, I thought, for the people that I like the most in this. Even though I, I don't think I'm going to name all the cast members in this, because there's, there's actually a fair amount. Um Alex Wolf is 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 very good in this. Uh, he he plays uh, what is it? What is his character's name? Let's see, I gotta look this up now. He's starts as a child, but of course he ages as he's on the beach. So let me old movie cast. Let's see, is it Maddox? No, Maddox is Thomas and Mackenzie. Uh, Trent, Trent. I what? Why did I not think? I thought it was. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't matter, I guess. But anyhow, so for, so for some of the cast in here, uh, Alex Wolf he plays Trent Kappa. And then Thomason McKenzie plays uh, his sister, um, Maddox Kappa. And I thought I thought both Alex Wolf, but in particular Thomason McKenzie, uh, really stood out for me in this. I, I thought that actually of a lot of the different cast members there that she she was very believable and convincing for like when she was freaked out by something, but that also could have been part of the, the character development that they did because again, this movie's got a lot of unique concepts that it's playing with, but they start off the movie being six years old. And then eventually they reach the age of, you know, Thomas and McKenzie, which I think, I think she and Alex Wolf are around their, their twenties, early twenties. I'd like to say, um, I think in the movie, they're supposed to be like 20, 21, we'll call it, but they're in the mind of a six year old still. And <clears throat> I think as, uh, for the, all the actors that are in particular, the ones that are kids that eventually become adults, that presents an interesting challenge of how do you, how do you act like you're six, but you're still in the body of a person that's an adult. Um, it's actually, I think if you really think about how you would give that as a performance, it, it gives you some pause because you wouldn't want to be 
I mean, you wouldn't want to be like too kid-like because then it's going to just take the audience out of the movie, but you still want them to be aware that their bodies have changed. It's, it's very interesting stuff, but Alex Wolf, Thomason McKenzie, I thought they were great. Uh, the parents of, of the children, Gail Garcia Bernal, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, I enjoyed him. Uh, he plays a husband along with uh, his wife in the movie played by Vicky, uh, Vicky Cripps. Uh, why did I? Oh my good God! I don't know why I said clips like that. It's creeps or crips. I, I apologize, Vicky, if you are listening to this. I, I, I maybe I don't know. Like I said, I don't know everybody that's listening to this, but they play the parents of of these kids, and I thought they were good. Uh, they're they're both good actors. Uh, Gail Gail Bernal. I I've seen him in a couple of other things before. I remember him in the foreign film The Motorcycle Diaries, which I that's actually a good movie if you if you have not seen that one. And then Vicky Cripps, uh, I'm gonna mispronounce her name. Let's just call her Vicky. Uh, I think she was most recently in that Daniel Day Lewis movie, The Phantom Thread. Someone could check that, but I I don't know. I think she was in that, but I I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her and him in this movie. But I think my favorite character in old, as far as just uh, Maybe act maybe like strong performances is the right word, but just for pure entertainment is Rufus Sewell. Uh, which first off, Rufus Sewell, and again I hope I'm I'm I hope I'm saying these last names correctly, but Rufus Rufus we'll just say Rufus. Rufus is an underrated actor. Uh, he's fantastic in the movie Dark City, which that is a movie I will always go to. I will go to bat for that movie any day of the week. It is a wildly original science fiction movie. So for all those people out there that choose to say, oh, we can't find an original movie out there. It doesn't exist. Now, grant you, Dark City, I think, was made around 1998. I could be mistaken on that, but it is definitely an original movie. So if you want something original, go check out Dark City. It is quite good. Maybe even a movie I would do a podcast on in the future. Hmm. We will see. Um, but he's really good in this. And in particular, I think it's because his character has underlying schizophrenia. And because this beach is aging people faster, his medical ailments are advancing faster uh, and more rapidly because of the, of, of course, the rapid age growth or decline whatever you want to call it and his his performance was actually like very menacing but it would be darkly comic sometimes like i think like in i don't want to spoil i really don't want to spoil too much of it because you know like i said that be at the beginning despite this movie having some shortcomings and some issues it is worth a watch or even a, a second watch possibly but he has some villainous traits in the movie, but then randomly, because of his schizophrenia affecting his memory, he'll just, he keeps randomly shouting out. He's, he's just like, uh, what is that movie with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando? What is that? And, and he'll just do it at the most inopportune times. And sometimes it's funny, but then it's, it's also, it's also sad in a way seeing somebody's brain, uh, failing them like that. It's, uh, actually kind of terrifying and it is also one of the things uh one of the many themes that i'm gonna now talk about on this movie old that i just found endlessly fascinating while watching this so the first of the fascinating ideas that i got to explore on here is the speed of the medical ailments that i mentioned so i talked about rufus sewell's character having 
um, hereditary schizophrenia. So that's interesting, but that's not the only case here. Uh, the most present and obvious case of the speed of medical ailments progressing is the the mother character, the Vic, Vicky Clips. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean into it. I'm gonna lean into mispronouncing her last name and for some reason putting an accent on it. So, uh, Vicky Clips. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think I don't think I can lean into it. I thought I could, but I'm gonna laugh every time I say it like that. So. So Vicky. She, it's revealed early on, though I don't know how clear it is. Actually, is I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. If I say too much on this, is it going to spoil it? Uh, yeah, I, I got to be careful on this. I, I'll be careful on that one because it is part of the plot, so I don't want to say too much. But I will just say, without being too spoilery, it's revealed that her character has a benign tumor. And if I talked about the schizophrenia progressing quickly, what else do you think might progress quickly? I'll give you a hint. <clears throat> Tumor. Um, but yeah, there's very interesting uh, execution of what they do with this tumor that, that grows quickly. Uh, I won't say more than that. Other than that, it does grow quickly. But what they do with it is rather interesting. And I'd actually be really... It, it, this is one where I actually wish I had a guest on because talking about the tumor aspect in this movie is actually interesting. And in particular, I would like to debate it with somebody and see if they thought how they handled that made sense for the situation or if it's just a complete crock of shit. I don't know. So somebody that has seen old, let me know what you think about that tumor scene. Um, whether it's, you know, Instagram, I guess it would probably be Instagram message me on Instagram on the podcast and be like that tumor thing made sense or no, that was phony baloney. Uh, so let's see, I talked about the tumor. I talked about the schizophrenia. Uh, one that was interesting, but not as interesting was one of the people at the beach has epilepsy. And so therefore they have more epileptic seizures or their, their case goes, uh, it goes, it goes pretty bad, but that, that one, I guess to me, wasn't as interesting because it's, it's scary to see somebody have like an epileptic seizure, but it, yeah, I guess that that one wasn't as scary to me, but it was interesting to see it progress. Like, I guess is what I was trying to say. I think one of the more disturbing ideas that they play with in regards to the speed of these medical ailments is there is a, there's a lady on the beach that I, I had to look this up because they allude to her having a calcium deficiency in the movie, but I don't think they actually say like what she has, but I looked it up and I think, I, I guess this is actually a, a real thing, I think, uh, because the internet said it, so therefore it must be real. It is called, she has a hypo, hypocalcemia. I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, we'll call it hypocalcemia, but what that ends up doing to her and again, I don't really want to give spoilers on it because especially for this character in particular, I think it creates one of the more disturbing sequences in the movie. Uh, but she becomes a scary bone lady. I will just say that and no more because yeah, uh, that is, that is some very scary imagery that, that she does and good on Shyamalan for how that whole scene was shot and executed because that definitely, definitely made me uncomfortable and i think that's 
that's a good thing in the context of a thriller, I suppose. Now, that's enough of the medical ailment stuff and its acceleration on the people. One of the other interesting aspects that I found in this movie was that because time is moving so quickly, I think the characters at one point say that every 30 minutes is a year off their life. And so I'm no math expert, but by like the whole day, if they spend like 24 hours there, they're supposed to age like 50 years. It's basically like their whole life is in a day. Um, but that said, they figure out that a person can like get cut or they can get hurt, but that it'll just scar over like, like immediately, which I found that concept interesting when they were playing with that. But then it got me thinking that are these people like Wolverine in a way where, you know, like they, they, they will just get cut and then like it just goes back. But that's not really the case on this because Wolverine doesn't scar. These people, it just becomes scars. So if you got cut or hurt enough times, it would likely uh, make you be deformed or at the very least, you would not be really pleasant to look at because you have a ton of scars on. But it did make me think of Wolverine. And... It also made me think about real life in that if I were to get an injury like today, like if let's say I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a chair right now recording a podcast, so there's not really a lot of ways for me to creatively hurt myself, I don't think. Uh, so let's see, what's an injury I could do right now? Uh, well, there's a, my, my desk here has a, has a sharp corner to it, so if, I suppose if I took my head... And, and ran into it like a like a deranged wild man and just bashed my head with it, um, I would probably probably pierce the skin, get some blood, maybe a welt of some kind, but then it would heal right away. I think that would maybe be okay, like the, all the scarring of it would be okay if it wasn't for the fact that I was aging rapidly. So I guess that's that, that's that's the end of that concept is that the healing instantaneously thing is only good if I'm like Wolverine but if I just get old and have a bunch of you know gross scars after the fact um then it's maybe not that great but it's interesting in the movie I thought that was one of the interesting things that they did um now there's a couple other ones that I want to talk about and then I I wanted to actually lean in a bit into some of the more philosophical side of the movie in what it's saying about time the passage of time but i'll get to that in a second so one of the other ideas that they play around with and this is to me one of the move one of the movie shortcomings i guess is they talk about how <clears throat> i don't i don't think this is much of a spoiler i i'm gonna say this okay so if you're listening and you want to see the movie old this will be the most spoilery i get Okay, so spoiler alert, and then I will say not spoiler alert when I'm done. So the characters figure out at one point that they believe, or I think they assume, I don't know if they ever actually figure it out, figure it out, but they assume at one point that they're aging so quickly, their cells are aging so quickly because of the type of rocks that are around the beach. They say something about magnetism or blah, blah, blah. The, the rocks are so old that they make our cells age quickly. I don't really know. Uh, when I heard about that part in the movie, I was like, that's kind of a reach. And I'm not really sure how you're figuring that out. It 
could be interesting, but it also sounds like it's made up and not really applicable. Um, but anyway, they, they talk about this idea of like the rocks aging you and whatnot. And that just got me thinking, well, uh, you know, like what, what, what other things are there in, in life that, you know, actually there's nothing. Why, why did I even write this down? Why did I even write that? I wrote this down that this was a fascinating idea there that your cells aging because of a rock is fascinating. Look, I'm literally, you can't see it, but I'm taking this away from my notes. Boom. That's not interesting. <sighs> Forgive me. Forgive me. Um, okay. This is a fascinating one on here. Fast pregnancies. This is in the trailer. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm talking kind of quick on this just because there's a lot I want to get to on this. But end of spoiler section. There you go. I said I was going to say that. So end of spoiler section. Come back. Come back. Come back to us, Jordan. Why am I doing this? I don't know. It's later in the day on a Sunday afternoon. This is what I do sometimes is I pretend that I am not, uh, let's see, Winston Churchill. You see, you have an accent like this sometimes. I don't know. I should probably go back to speaking in a normal voice so that this podcast is not a complete joke. Yeah, I I don't really know what happened there. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Just, just own it. We're, we're going to own it. I'm going to, I'm going to own it. You're not going to own it, but I'll own it and continue. Um, okay. So there's a fast pregnancy that occurs in this movie. Uh, one of the kids that I, I, I won't, I won't spoil how it happens, but I, if you're an adult, I think you understand how people get pregnant. One adult and another adult when they love each other very much and cue the, the, the music that happens and when people are doing that I, I i don't know i'm making it weird anyway one of the kids they get pregnant and that is is a very odd thing to think about and and this is what i mean by it being odd one forget about the person technically being six but having the ability to be pregnant let's let's forget about that because they're aging quickly it makes sense for the context of the movie What's more an interesting idea is thinking about in the real world setting today, if you are with the person that you love and you do the deed and they get pregnant, imagine if she could have a baby or a a woman could have a baby in the span of a day. It didn't take nine months. It would just take a day. Can you, can you imagine? Can you, can you imagine I have to imagine that if that was how the reproductive system worked in a woman, well, I think there would actually be likely a lot less kids. And I don't think more because I think most people would be absolutely horrifically horrified. They would be horrified to know that there is a very high likelihood that if someone even accidentally gets pregnant, you're going to have a kid by the end of the day. Your son or daughter will be there. You probably won't even have time to go to the hospital. It'll happen so quickly. You will just have a baby. That is very strange to think about. And I, yeah, and that, and that's, I guess, what I was trying to get at with that. I think that if it were to happen, you would see a lot less kids. In fact, more, more men would probably get vasectomies. They would just get their tubes tied. They wouldn't even want to deal with it. They would think it would just be too much. And they're like, nope. I don't even want to take the chance. I will just enjoy other people's kids. 
Uh, or, or it could be the opposite too. I mean, maybe I'd like to think it's going to be more on the safe side, but maybe some people would get really advantageous with that. And they're like, wow, honey, it's not going to take us long to have a family at all. We can have 10 kids in, in like 10 days. Let's just do that. Actually, I don't even, you could probably do more because in the movie, the character that gets pregnant, she ends up having a kid. I think it's by like midday. It didn't even take the whole day. So maybe the woman could have two kids, but then, but then you have to think about what that does to the body, to, to the female body. And I won't, I won't go very descriptive on that. I don't want to gross out the viewers with the, the imagery of that or talk about that, but I imagine, and again, I'm a man. I don't really pretend to understand the, the complexities of the female body when it comes to uh, birthing children. But I imagine it does a lot on a, on a person's body. And if a person's having one in the day, let alone two or three, like three kids in a day, I, I just imagine that that's going to be a lot of, well, we'll just say, how do I say this correctly or in a good way? Is there a good way to say it? Mm, it would be hard. It would be hard on the body. That's, I think, the best way that I can put that. But that's a disturbing thing to think about. And on the other concept, or so, not the other concept. So one notion I said was that the fast pregnancy would lead to guys getting a bunch of vasectomies and there would be a lot less kids. That's my first notion of that idea. Now, the second idea is possibly equally, if not more so terrifying, is more children. Because people people like to have sex. They do. I don't think I'm being blasphemous or out of line when I say that. It is a it is an enjoyable activity from the human race. We 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 have taken some enjoyment with it. But that said, because of that, there could be a lot of people that if suddenly women were able to have a baby in the span of half a day, there would be population overload. It, it would just be too much. There would be millions, millions of babies coming around the corner every, every, every half day, just a bunch of, a bunch of babies being born. Resources dwindle, supplies get low, end of times happen. There's baby wars. That, that could be a thing. Instead of World War Three, it's World War Baby. Uh, <laughs> I... I'm sorry. I, I got to laugh at myself on that one because I'm talking about the movie old and I somehow made my brain jump to a world war happening over massive births of babies. <sighs> you you, you got to love it. You got to love the human imagination for being able to work in, in the ways that it does. But that's an interesting concept. So think about that. If you, if, if you're a, a um, assuming I have any female, uh, female audience members that are listening to this, if you're choosing, if you're still listening at this point, think about what it would be like if you could have a baby that quickly, would that be an advantage or a disadvantage? Uh, yeah, think about that. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep going. And sorry, I just had a pop-up come up. Go, go away. Another one. Okay. Okay. No, all right. Sorry, pop-up came up. It was actually a message for, yes, it was a message of a guest, another guest that I'm going to have on the podcast. So more guests are coming. So there, there you go. Uh, sorry to get sidetracked. Let's let's get back to it. So 
We talked about the medical ailments. We talked about the healing instantly and being like Wolverine, but not really. Fast pregnancy. We talked about that. Now, this is where I'm actually going to get a bit more serious uh, because I'm kind of surprised at myself at the somewhat humorous nature of this episode. I didn't expect to try to be so quick, uh, but it just turned out to be that way. But I'm going to backpedal. I'm going to backpedal right now, sit up in the chair, take a quick sip of my water here. Mm-hmm. And, and actually talk about some of the more poignant themes. I think that's, does that apply? Let me, let me see if that word applies or if I just set it to try and sound smart. Let's see, poign, see, I don't even know how to spell it. Oh my gosh. Poignant, 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 I think, according to Google. It is evoking a keen sense of sadness or regret. I actually, yes, I, I think that is still applicable to, to this podcast. So yes, there is a sense of a poignant sense, poignant. I can't say that word to save my life, but that word is something that I thought of when watching this movie. One, it really made me think about my mortality because of the nature of the movie about aging And it does make me ponder about how there really is no escape from time. It doesn't matter how well of a life I live. It does not matter what my actions are. Well, except that if I choose the wrong actions, I may have less time on this planet. So maybe in that respect, I might be mistaken. But but otherwise, yeah, the the idea that none of us are getting out of life alive, I, I think there's a saying around that actually, it's... It's something that we should all probably take a moment or two in our lives to to think about. Because life is short. I, I could throw a lot of different cliches around about, like, life is precious, live in the now, enjoy every moment, YOLO. If anybody still says that anymore, I don't, I don't think it is. That was a, a short-lived thing. But there really is no escaping time. And I did find that when this movie was working at its best, it was able to have you, the audience member, think about that and and relate to what the characters were experiencing on screen. And it made you, of course, think about yourself and think, if my life was taking taking course over the span of a single day, what would it be like? Would it even be meaningful? Would it matter? And then it also, I think, makes you think about the time that you spend with others and making the most of that time. Uh, And I could be reaching here a little bit, but I, I found that if you're relating a movie like this to today, it makes you second guess about all those times that you've likely been around people that you care about, but you're just not doing anything really meaningful with them. So like, for example, it's like if you're on a road trip as a family and your son or your daughter or even you yourself are just disconnected from the group and you're on your phone or you're listening to some music or you're reading a book or you're doing really anything to draw your attention away from having to actually talk to the people around you. We've all done it. I, I've done it myself. I mean, and some sometimes there's enjoyment in some of those activities, but it does make you think about the time that you are spending with others and rather if you're wasting time spent with other people, because none of us are going to be getting out of life alive. 
And we don't, none of us knows. I don't care how much faith you have. None of us truly, truly knows what's on the other side of this life. So we should be taking periodic times in our lives or periodic moments in our lives to take a step back, self-assess, and think about what really matters. Just think about your priorities and, and how you are choosing to spend your time in life. I know myself, I have had several days, I can admit, that have probably been wasted time. I could have been doing better things with it, or I could have been channeling my energy into something more meaningful, something more impactful to others around me, less selfish behavior, things like that. I, I think I've I think I've done that before. Um, but I really liked I really liked what this movie was doing when it was thinking about, especially from a family dynamic, the importance of spending time with each other and how precious our time is and that in in all the age is in all the ages that our lives take shape in, whether we are six or twelve or in our twenties, thirties, forties, it does not matter. It's one of the beauties of life is that we're always constantly changing and evolving. And you're never the same person from one well, I was about to say you're never the same person from one day to the next. That that's not necessarily true. But even over the span of a year, a person can change quite a bit. And so what I'm getting at with that and not escaping time and all this stuff on mortality is that, you know, time, time is precious and we are who we are in this moment, but at that, you know, at any moment we could change, something could happen to us and our entire lives could change. And so I think it's just very important in life that we are self-aware of of the clock that we are self-aware that time is against us and that if we want to have a fulfilling and meaningful life and and feel prepared for the life in the next we we should be always having a thought like that in the back of our minds so that we take the time that we have in the present and live it to the best that we can live it to the best that we can in the time that we can because you really just don't know when it's going to end and the horrifying thing that I really did think was scary in, in this movie old is that something that we take for granted in life all the time is time. We, we, we are doing it constantly. Uh, we spend time with people without really spending quality time with them. Uh, we waste time in a lot of different ways. I don't care who you are. Everybody does it to a certain extent, but we always are assuming we're like, oh, we got a lot of time. We do. We have a lot of time. We, we do. Uh, even if I, like, I'm 30, I assume that I have a fair amount of time ahead of me, but I might be mistaken. And somebody maybe that's 70 could be under some delusion and think that, oh, like, you know, 70 is the new 50. I, I could live till I'm 100. But I don't really know if that if that's always true. Or if, uh, if that's always the case, at least in terms of the quality that you have and that, that part of it might not make sense, but I guess, 
I guess what I'm trying to get at with all this is that life life is short and your life is always constantly in motion and changing and that who you are, like for instance, in your 20s or 30s will likely not be who you are when you get to your 40s and 50s. Some of those, some of the key qualities of yourself may remain throughout your life, but it is likely to change. And so I guess what I'm trying to wrap this whole part up by saying is that have some self-awareness and recognize that and do what you can to, to make the most of it for, for this life and to prepare yourself honestly for the next, because I don't know. I I think this life is short by, by the, by the grand scheme of things. I choose to believe that there is a higher power and that we have something waiting for us. So for like my case, I believe it's heaven. Other people may just see it as, you know, the next plane, they become a spirit or something. Um, but for myself, I believe it's heaven. And I just think that if we have that self-awareness enough to be prepared for what we think lies ahead, it's going to let us live a more meaningful and purposeful life in the present and, and not always think so much about how little time we have rather than we just make the most of what we can right now, um, and just have a good life and, and connect with others. So I don't know if I had anything with some of that. Or if I was just grasping at straws for the sake of filling up air in the podcast, I don't know. You're you're gonna have to let me know. But that's what that's what my thoughts are on that. <clears throat> now, a little bit back to uh, a lighter note on here. If you did have a single day to live your life, what would you do? This can't exactly be a new question that's been asked of you, but. It's an interesting one, right? I think so. I'll, of course, answer it to myself because it's just me sitting here in a room talking to myself, so therefore I should answer it. Um, okay, so I have a single day to live. What do I do? Without putting too much thought into this, here we go. If my fiancé or soon-to-be wife is with me, I am going to do something very meaningful with her. I don't want it to take up the whole day as I will likely want to spend my time with other people as well, but because she is somebody of great, great importance and meaning in my life, I would want to have one final lasting memory with her and and hope that it doesn't just stay in this life, but extends over into the next life as well. Like I just, I, I would hope that I would make my peace with what time I would have with her. Um, I would definitely do that. I would also watch a very good movie, which would be one of the most horrible challenges for me ever to pick the last movie on earth that I would get a watch before I go. Ugh, that is really tough. And I'm sorry, old. Sorry, the movie old. If I had one day to live on earth and I had to choose one movie to watch before I go, it's, it's not going to be you. I like the concepts and I like what I can think about with this, but it ain't going to be old. What would it be, though? Did you ever think about this? Uh, th- this this is like the first time I'm thinking about this question openly, at least. Uh, gosh, what the hell would the last movie I would watch be? Mm, I don't know. We'll, we'll just say off the top, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Because of the ending of that movie, it has such a beautiful finality to it. Um, that That is why. And... It's also just a fantastic movie, and it's amazing. Like, it won, like, 12 Oscars. Uh, 
so let's see. We got we got the fiance slash wife moment that I would do. That would that would be great. I would watch a great movie. Probably eat some garbage. Uh, I do like myself some garbage food. Probably some Cheez-Its. Uh, maybe some Twin Snakes, which is a candy I like. If anybody else is a Twin Snakes fan out there, shout out to you. Uh, but do know that the Twin Snakes are like 90 calories per like three snakes. So it kind of adds up quick and it's going to, it's probably not going to be good for your health. Sorry to spoil the fun on your Twin Snakes, but uh, it's true. Let's see. What else would I do? Um, I'd probably, well, I would want to do something for others, I think. So I'd probably take whatever money, whatever money possessions I'd have. I'd be like, okay, um, I'd sell all this to somebody or make somebody's day and just be like, hey, here's like, you know, here's a thousand dollars. Here's one thousand dollars. Here you go. You've been nice to me. So there you go. I hope this helps you. I'd want to do something like that. I, I would not want to squander whatever little possession or wealth I have. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd probably want to do something pretty wacky or something bold if I could have enough time to set it up because this is all in a day. You know, we don't, you know, a, a single day is not much time if you think about it. Uh, if I could skydive, maybe. Uh, but but e- but even that might not be that effective because. I don't know. Jump, jumping out of a plane, I land. Maybe if I save it towards the end of the day where like I just don't have a parachute. I just like jump out of a plane and I'm like, "Woo! Like this is great, but I only have this day to live and now oh my gosh, it's almost midnight." Splat. And that and that's that. Um so maybe something like that to end the day with. I, I you know, I don't I don't want to I don't want it to end too quickly. Um and then what else? What else? What else could I do? Or what else do? You, what else do? You, what else would you do? I, I, I don't. I don't care about me. I, w- I want to know what you would do, because I have a feeling that there is a lot of other creative things that people could think of besides some of the things I mentioned. So, think about that. You have one day to live. Let maybe you're on a beach with these other families, or maybe, maybe the location actually doesn't matter, or does it? I would think it actually matters because like if you're like, let's say like you're in a prison cell and you have one day to live, well, there's not a whole lot that you can do. You can do some push-ups, make your bed, uh, scribble stuff on the wall, um, stare out at your, through your bars for the 10 millionth time. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of digressing at this moment, but think about that question because it is interesting. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to wrap this up by just sort of rapid fire going through some last points that I had on this episode or on this movie. So I talked about a lot of the interesting concepts and ideas, which I do think are interesting. And I talked about some of this movie's shortcomings, which I did say I was going to get into those, I believe, uh, at the beginning of the episode. So one, one of the bigger problems of this movie is that there are several characters that are just entirely too expository. They, they're just dumping exposition out of their mouths, and some of it is not exactly exposition that I would think they would be able to figure out. Like, if you're in that situation, I don't know how you're always drawing those conclusions, but nevertheless, a lot of the characters seem to figure things out relatively fast, and, well, I don't really know if that's if that's accurate, but a little too much exposition for some of it. I I didn't really care for all of that. Um, even some of the acting from some of the, 
the lesser standouts in the ensemble, or I shouldn't say lesser standouts, but people that have less screen time, some of their acting was a little questionable, and I wasn't all that that into it. But I think, honestly, the biggest drawback that this movie had, aside from some of the clunky dialogue and, and exposition, was ultimately the ending. And I won't spoil it, because... As I've repeated now a couple of times, this movie is worth watching at least once, if not twice. But the ending just didn't work for me. It, it just didn't. I, I really think that if you shaved off like the last 15, 20 minutes, it would have been a better movie. Still imperfect because of the character dialogue and exposition and some of that stuff that was a bit clunkily handled. Clunk, clunkily? Is that a word? I don't know. But the ending, it's like it just tried to put a neat bow on everything. It's its like it was like, hey, we don't want to really be too ambiguous with things. We just want to have you, the audience, know exactly what was going on. There you go. Which, to some people, that would probably work. They, w- they would enjoy that. They'd be like, oh, okay, like, I get it. Like, this pays off. I understand why all this was the way it was. But for myself... I think this movie would have worked a lot better if you just got rid of that ending and just ended it 15 minutes prior. And I won't say at what moment, because if you see the movie, you'll understand which point I'm wanting it to end at. Because I really think this type of a movie would lend itself more effectively towards leaning into the elements that make it more subversive and ambiguous. It doesn't need to explain everything. That's not really the point of this movie. The concept alone is worth the price of admission, and it's fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating idea to play around with. And I think that when Shyamalan is playing around with those ideas and focusing on the isolation of the environment, of the secludedness of it all, and the small group of characters and, and their dynamics with each other, that's when the movie's working well. And it's, and it's great. It's great during those parts. But then it tries to overly explain itself, and it's not really needed. And like I said, focus on the subversive, ambiguous elements of this and make the audience leave the theater thinking about a lot of this stuff, thinking like, wow, like that, that was some crazy stuff that they were playing around with, and I don't even know if I understood it all. But you're left, you're left thinking about it. And I just have a feeling that because of this movie's ending and some of the other imperfections that it has that some people may just choose to focus on that ending and they just completely forgo any of the other of the and any of the other things that worked well in the movie being those concepts and and Shyamalan putting his own thriller horror elements into those concepts uh it's a shame it's a shame that the ending worked out the way it did and yeah it's not going to be it's, I think because of the ending, like it's just not going to be one that I f- I'm going to find myself watching that much. But I do think that this movie, you could watch it once or twice, and you could even dare say own it if you got it for a cheap enough price, I'd say. But this is like the type of movie where I'm happy to have it on my shelf. And if I was like, if I had like a group of friends or like wanted to share a movie with someone where it's like, Hey, if you want to watch a movie, that's going to make you think about things and, and challenge you a little bit. Um, this, this movie would, would suffice for, for a lot of those different ideas. Um, but yeah, ultimately the ending of it just kind of throws everything off a little bit. So 
you can take that for what you will. You might not even want to watch the movie now that I'm saying that the ending is essentially not great or crap. Um, but take that for what you will. Um, I didn't spend that much money on this, so I'm not really that regretful of having it. Um, I actually haven't watched it in 4K either. I just watched the Blu-ray of it because I was with my... I was with my little brother and some of his friends, and we watched it at his house, and he's not cool enough to have a 4K player yet, so what are you going to do? Okay, um, that's going to wrap it up for for this episode, talking all about old, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the podcast and have listened to some prior episodes. Um, I got a couple of other... Got a couple of other guests lined up, um, at least two, I think, remaining for the month of November here. Uh, but I have more. I promise I have more actual guests that are going to be coming on the show here. And I will give you I will give you all a sneak peek, actually, to what the next episode is. And I just realized, saying that out loud, do I really want to give you a sneak peek? Um, actually, no. You know what? No. But to the people that follow the podcast on Instagram, I will post a hint of the next episode that's going to be coming up this coming Friday, uh, which would be, let's see, uh, November the 19th is when the next episode is going to come. And if you follow the Instagram at ScreenSpeak Podcast, uh, you'll get a hint as to what the next upcoming episode is. So there you go. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great week. And, and that is all I got for you. So take care. And uh, that's it. I'm, I'm done dragging this out. Goodbye.